Welcome to Quantum Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. Biologists have understood the broad contours of the rules of inheritance for more than a century, that genes are passed down from parent to child within species. But in more recent years, they've also become aware of genes that go rogue and hop laterally between species. That's next. You've learned from Quanta. Now we want to learn from you. Quanta is conducting a series of surveys to better serve our audience. Take our podcast listener survey and you'll be entered to win a free Quanta book, t-shirt, or tote bag. Head to quantamag.typeform.com backslash podcast to answer our questions or click the link in the podcast description. Genes that hop laterally between species range from frog genes in Madagascar that originally came from snakes to antifreeze genes found in cold water fish like herring that transferred to smelts. The mechanism facilitating this gene transfer has been unclear, though scientists suspected viruses played a role. In new research published in Science, researchers have identified a unique class of genetic elements as the agents responsible for shuttling certain genes between multiple species of simple invertebrates called roundworms. A jump from one worm to another may not sound like much, but the worms in question diverged many millions of years ago. This made them as different at the molecular level as fish and humans. The genetic elements are called mavericks. Here's geneticist Alejandro Burga of the Institute of Molecular Biotechnology of the Austrian Academy of Sciences in Vienna. Mavericks as a whole class are pretty ancient. Mavericks are in almost all animals. They're not in plants, but they're in most animal branches. They've been detected in both invertebrates and vertebrates, and they display many features found in the genomes of viruses. Given those properties, researchers suspect that mavericks and similar elements, including some not yet discovered, may have mediated horizontal gene transfers throughout the history of life. Bacteria, viruses, and many single-celled protists frequently exchange DNA. But multicellular animals have protective barriers around their reproductive cells that generally prevent the uptake of foreign DNA. Irina Arkhipova, a molecular geneticist at the Marine Biological Laboratory in Woods Hole, Massachusetts, who was not involved in the research, says it reveals how the barriers can occasionally be broken in some animal lineages to transfer genes. Sarah Zanders is a geneticist at the Sowers Institute for Medical Research, who also wasn't involved in the study. In multicellular organisms, there wasn't a lot there still isn't a lot. When there's not a lot, finding anything is significant. They're seeing that these maverick elements are likely driving horizontal gene transfer, and they're not a small thing. They carry cargo with them. That is quite a big deal to have a DNA element that basically within it encodes the ability to transfer not just vertically through the genome, which any piece of DNA can do kind of passively, but horizontally to totally new genomes. That's really cool. That is a major discovery. Previous studies of horizontal transfers have often focused on the mobile genetic elements called transposons. These privileged 
jumping genes, can hop around the genome of an organism by replicating themselves and inserting their copies. Their sole concern is to promote their own survival within the genome rather than the fitness of the organism. That's why they're often characterized as selfish genes. Here's geneticist Sonia Angeline Whedon. This is one of the things that's really difficult to wrap your mind around with selfish genes because the genes are only doing this for themselves. Because roundworms or nematodes have a rapid life cycle and a simple body plan, they're ideal model organisms for studying this kind of genetic parasitism. Some roundworms carry a genetic element that is so selfish that the survival of their offspring hinges on inheriting at least one copy of it. The element contains a duo of genes, one encoding a toxic protein and one encoding an antidote that neutralizes the toxin. A mother worm that carries this element deposits the toxin in her eggs. When the eggs are fertilized, only offspring that can express the antidote gene survive. It's as if the toxin-antidote element has taken the worm's genome hostage to ensure its propagation. In 2021, Israel Campo Bez was a graduate student at the Institute of Molecular Biotechnology of the Austrian Academy of Sciences in Vienna. He sometimes worked late, looking for genes linked to the toxin-antidote genetic elements in various roundworms. One summer night, at almost 2 a.m., he noticed something. The toxin gene in one worm looked almost exactly like a gene for a different function in another species of worm. I immediately saw a high nucleotide similarity between two nematode species. It was something like 97% of nucleotide similarity, and they are very different at the genetic level. Best discussed it with Alejandro Burga, the senior molecular geneticist at the laboratory, who found it quite surprising. It was literally like someone just copy-pasted a gene and put it into another species, right? It was very, very insane. Like, we didn't have a good explanation. And then Israel, what he did was trying to look in all the genomes in the close vicinity of the gene, if there was any clue of what may have happened. And it was only once he did that, that this picture started to merge, that there was this connection to the mavericks. They spotted repeated sequences in the DNA flanking the genes. That's a feature of transposons that aids their jumping within a genome by ensuring that the inserted copies keep the right orientation. The team also discovered the remnants of several viral genes, one for an enveloping capsid protein, one that commonly aids viral replication, and one for a glue that integrates viral DNA into a host genome. Here's Burga again. What happens often with these mavericks and in general most transposable elements and selfish elements is that oftentimes they are pseudogens. At some point they might have been active, but then they start to accumulate mutations and they just degenerate. So it's you know the equivalent of doing archaeology and you're digging and you start to see some remains, but then you try to imagine what they may mean, but you don't know really the context. So they kept uncovering clues. The complete picture of the genome revealed that the shuttled gene was embedded within a set of virus-like genes and a transposon, all of which Burga recognized as making up a maverick. Mavericks are an ancient and fragmented class of jumping genes prevalent in the genomes of protists, fungi, and animals, including humans. These massive mobile elements were initially assumed to be inactive mutated relics of obsolete genes. 
but later research revealed that mavericks can be reactivated and that they can mediate horizontal gene transfer between some species of protists. Complete, intact mavericks had never been characterized in a multicellular organism, so the roundworms presented a rare opportunity to study them. But the maverick in one of these roundworms had an additional gene, one encoding a protein called a fusogen that enables a virus to fuse within a cell and transfer its genome into it. Here's Burga again. Based on what we know from other viruses, the fusogen is what gives a virus an envelope. It makes it way more infectious than just a virus that only has a capsid. So normally the mavericks have capsids, so that makes it like the basic outer shell of a virus and also can have a membrane. And we think that probably this was key. This is a theme that also has been seen before, for example, in the evolution of retroviruses. Sometimes they take envelope from other virus species and that can be used as a means of propagation. So without it, they can make these little spaceship capsids that enclose their genome, but they have no way of essentially fusing with a cell to be able to get their genome into a new cell to replicate. That's Sonia Angeline Whedon, a postdoctoral researcher in Burga's laboratory and co-lead author with Bess of the new study. The discovery of the protein strongly suggested that this maverick had the ability to form a virus-like particle and invade different cell types. Burga's team quickly mined the roundworm genome database for other examples of genes embedded like cargo for transport in mavericks. It soon became evident that the one they had found was not an isolated case of horizontal gene transfer. In more than 100 roundworm genomes spanning 11 or more genera, two families of genes had often been taken up as cargo by the maverick particles and extensively transferred between species. Complete and incomplete remains of the genetic elements permeated different worm populations around the globe, from North America to India to a kilometer-deep gold mine in South Africa. Although the circumstantial evidence strongly suggests that this maverick enabled the horizontal transfer of genes between the roundworm species, researchers have not yet caught it in the act. Burga and his team recognize that their important next step will be to find a way to induce virus-like maverick particles to form while they observe them under a microscope. The work could have a practical benefit. Many roundworm species are parasites that infect agricultural crops and livestock. If researchers understand how mavericks work, it might be possible to use them to control the parasites by introducing genes into them. Here's Burga. It's not something that we could do, you know, next month, but in a number of years, I think we can think of it. There's reason to believe that gene transfer using massive transposons may be more common in nature. Recent research led by Erin Vogan of Uppsala University in Sweden has found massive mobile genetic elements called starships that shuttle genes around in multiple species of fungi. Vogan suspects that starships transferring key genes between fungal pathogens may have created the new strains that cause rolling epidemics of wheat diseases, such as tan spot, also known as yellow leaf spot. The diseases have caused major crop losses worldwide since the 1970s, with over 50% loss of harvest in extreme cases. Here's Vogan. Understanding internal genome dynamics, how genomes change and evolve 
more generally. And eukaryotes teaches us just to understand genomes better in the first place, how they're built, how they're organized, how they interact. And that has impacts all across biology. Geneticist Sarah Zanders says researchers have come to appreciate that transposon-like genetic elements are key drivers of genome evolution. She says to really understand genomes, we must understand these selfish elements that can jump between species. Arlene Santana helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Sogat Balaki's full article, Selfish Virus-Like DNA Can Carry Genes Between Species, on our website, quantamagazine.org. Explore science mysteries in the quanta book Alice and Bob Meet the Wall of Fire, published by the MIT Press, available now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or your local bookstore.